Welcome to the New Song Podcast. I'm so glad that you joined us today. In just a moment, you're going to hear an encouraging message from Stephen about Jesus and how much he loves you. If we can serve you in any way, don't hesitate to reach out to us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok by searching New Song CS. If you've been impacted by this message, join those who so generously give so we can reach more people with the story of Jesus. Visit newsongcs.com slash give or text the word easy to 94000. Now sit back and enjoy this message. I know you didn't write that. I don't even know if you picked the song. Did you pick the song or? Yeah, okay. So that was prophetic for us today. Old things have passed away. Your love has stayed the same. Your constant grace remains the cornerstone. Does it have another part of that song? Things that we thought were dead, there it is, are breathing in life again. And that's for a couple of you today. There's probably a few of you that it's for. Let's first of all, let's all receive that together for yourself. Things that you thought were dead are breathing in life again. A word that was given at the beginning of service was that um, a snake is like uh, represents sin, and um, you've you've lived a life of sin, and your skin is being um, shed. The old skin is being shed away, and you are going to live a life that's not of sin. That's for someone that was before the service began, and and this this is prophetic for first of all for all of us. So first, would you receive that? The Bible talks about it over and over again. Um, I have made all things new. Isaiah, I've, I, um, do you not see it? Do you not perceive it? It is, it is uh, springing up inside, and often we don't see it because what we are stuck on is the things I thought were dead. I thought that was dead in me. I thought that calling was dead, my sister. I thought that calling was dead, my, my brother. I thought that... Um, that, that uh, new life that you gave me was dead. I thought that the rest of my life was supposed to be lived mediocre. I thought that um, a, a life in Jesus was going to be unfulfilling. And it's, it's because it has become unfulfilling for me. And um, I thought that's the way it is. No. That's your old life creeping back up to, re, to trick you into thinking this is your life in Jesus. Jesus said... No, I didn't come so that you could live dead. I came so that you might have life. And he's breathing in life to you again. I'm going to speak, speak this specifically now to two people. And um, it means two different things to two different people. And the first one is to my friend Marcus. It's probably not a life of sin and drugs and Women, I don't know what your life has been before. I just don't sense that in you. Uh, would that be right, Mom? Or, yeah, I, that, not not appropriate to even say if it was. But I don't sense that in you. But I sense things that you thought were. Uh, this is the way it is. This is all there is to Jesus. No, 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 no. First of all, I said it's to everyone. We all receive that. Say I receive that. But to you specifically, my brother in Christ. I don't know you from Adam, but. Things that you thought were, this is all? This is all there is? No, 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 no. You don't have a clue about the fullness 
the, the abundance, it's not words we use normally in our life, but the, the um, magnitude, another one that we don't use, of what God has for you. You don't have an idea. You don't even have the uh, compass like that could show you how much joy that you're going to experience, how much peace, how much power that you can have with the presence of God on your life. The, the way that you will minister to others, maybe not like Dero up here, maybe not like me, or maybe it will be, I don't know. But besides uh, from the front, from, from the guerrilla warfare aspect of who you're going to reach with your gifts, you are full of gifting. You are full of the Holy Spirit. You don't have a clue. Watch what God does. And you say, I receive it. And it'll happen. It's on you right now, my brother, right now. You're like, what are you doing? Could you stretch out your hand to my brother? Lord, we thank you for the presence of God on, on my brother Marcus. Lord, I thank you for what you're going to do. I, I pray that you help him to receive. I pray that you help him to... Um, to get outside of his mind and realize there is so much more. Whatever he saw from the church or from Christians or from people who call themselves Christians, not even, a, not even close to what you're going to do in his life. I pray you fill him in Jesus' name. And then the other that is specifically for them, and maybe you probably, because when the prophetic gift starts to work, he, it kind of splashes over. So you probably are receiving a gift of uh, an encouragement for someone else. Lonnie, you probably are, John. You probably, and, and be open later to, to share that with them, okay? And if you'll notice, I had a bit of a, a drink from the Holy Spirit at camp. You know, it's always nice, always nice to be filled with the Holy Spirit a bit more. And the week before, I got to go to convention, pastor's convention, and that was amazing. And next week, I get to another camp. It's going to be great. But we're going we're gonna to pray over my brother, Kara, Kara, Kara. In Jesus' name. This word's for you as well. Things that you thought were dead. I don't know what that means for you. I don't know what. I'm not going to read into it. But that's for you. Did you sense that when we were saying it to everyone? That you're like, yeah, that's me. I'll take that. It's specific for you, my sister. I need, I need a couple of folks to come over and put your hands on, on, on her back. Not that there's something special about our hands, but the Bible says that... Um, the Bible says that as we pray over one another, um, that our hands uh, ignite the Holy Spirit. I, that's, that's my uh, paraphrase of that word. So we lay our hands on my sister right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We, we lay our hands on my sister right now as a symbol of the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, that you are touching her right now. You are touching her right now. Lord, we thank you for peace. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for a filling of the Holy Spirit on her. And we thank you for this word, that things that she thought were dead, you're breathing in life to them again. Even in the darkest night, you can shine. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We ask for a full fullness of the Holy Spirit on you in Jesus' name. And a healing, a healing, a restoring, a repairing in Jesus' name. One of those or all three of those. A restoring, a repairing, a renewing in Jesus' name. 
I see the tears on your face. I don't know if they're from the Holy Spirit or just from the hurts in your heart, but he is doing something new in you today, my sister. It was a good thing that you decided to show up, my sister, today. Thank you, Jesus. Can we sing that song again? Hallelujah. Jesus, we love you. Just the chorus. Just the chorus. Hallelujah. Would you worship God today and receive that? Receive that word. Receive that word. Something's being made new in your heart, new in your family, new in your relationship with Jesus, something new in the gifts he's giving you. Let's honor him. Let's honor him in this room. Let's honor him. Not about you, not about me. It's about him. Make sure he's honored. Honored in your praise today. We honor you, Jesus. We honor you, Jesus. Just lift your hands out in front of you or do something of yourself to show him. I honor you. I honor you today. Oh, good.
That's good. Tell, tell the Lord that, right? You know, I heard a funny thing that someone said, um, worship. Oh, you don't like worship? Um, it was, it's not that funny, but they said, oh, you didn't like worship? Well, it wasn't about you, so I don't care, right? Or something like that. It's about, it's about us uh, putting our, our eyes on Jesus. And um, often we think that when worship is over that God's done speaking to us, um, but that's not true, and that's why I asked these guys to stay up here. Um, we're going to continue to uh, sing through different things we talk about. And I, b I believe that, um, did you fall asleep already? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. Um, and I believe that you could, you, maybe you'll be healed today even of something that you're going through, something physically that God's going to touch in your body as we're talking about uh, Jesus. I believe that can happen. I believe that um, it's a bit of an exoneration to us. I don't use that word in very much. You know what that means, Reagan? Exoneration. I'm not sure what it means either. I think it's an encouraging. It's a bit of a, like, demonstrated to be not guilty. Well, maybe that's not what I meant to say. I think maybe it is. To kind of say to us, God wants to shake his finger at us um, in different seasons and say, um, don't you know that I have more for you? Don't you know that I'm up to big things in your life? Don't you know that, that, um, that you should be filled more with the power of the Holy Spirit because you're, you're running on empty? You know, in, in uh, my son's car, it'll say empty. He's, he's got a little mini, uh, mini Cooper, and it'll be on empty. It'll be on empty for like uh, a year. Um, I think when I dropped him off at college, he, we filled up his car, and um, before we left, it was um, like half a, half a tank because we were all over the state. And um, I filled it up when we left here, and it was about a half a tank when we got there. It seems like that. And when I went to pick him up or help him drive home, um, he said I hadn't, I hadn't even been to the gas station yet, and it was on empty, but it was still driving because it could just go. And sometimes um, that's okay, but if, you're, if your life is on empty, eventually it's going to run out, right? And I feel that God would say to some of us, hey, don't, don't uh, try to do Of course you're not um, enjoying uh, a life in Jesus because you're, you're out of gas, bro. You're out of gas, and you need to get, get some gas. Don't take that the wrong way. But let's, let's recap for a, for a bit. Um, I think that um, if, if every sermon changed our life, then we would not need any more sermons in our life, right? You know, you hear all these different sermons from different places. I listen to podcasts all the time. Can you turn up my mic just a bit so I'm not going to talk as loud? I, I listen to podcasts all the time, and I'll be like, that was awesome, and then I'll forget it like two days later, right? And I know you don't remember the sermons that we've done, but I'm going to recap a bit um, the last three months. You're like, uh-oh, I'm literally going to maybe a sentence on each, okay? We just went through Lost uh, not too long ago. Um, put, put that up there. We talked about the point of losing our lives to gain it. Jesus said, oh, you want to find me? Get lost. Get lost. Lost in my presence. Get lost in serving. Get lost in giving. Get lost in loving others. 
get lost in it and you'll find you'll actually find your life so so we learn that right we can check that off i wish we could all check that off that we lost and then we moved into life which we were talking about in the dead places god brings life he resurrects he resurrects us so we we lose ourselves in his presence and uh then we find ourselves in his life and uh now we're moving on to a series called live from lost to life to live and i didn't put the name up there just to put the that symbolizes what does that symbolize somebody that's uh that's four square oh it does hallelujah it represents in some some back in the 80s we called it the holy ghost and we added a ghost Holy Ghost, and I'm not making fun one bit. The Bible calls the Holy Ghost, the Bible calls the third person of the Godhead the Holy Ghost in the, New, in the King James Bible often, and now we call it, it's the Holy Spirit as well. And uh, it helps us to live, everybody say, would you, can I say that, have everybody say something. You don't know, when you're in kids' class, I talk about you, and I say, she doesn't like it. My wife doesn't like it when we tell people to say something. So everybody but Cynthia uh, that are obedient to the Lord, would you say live? Yes, it's the same word as live, too. Live, it's live in concert. Jeff Leopard, right? It's the same word, live. But it's also live. It's pronounced two different ways. And you want to be live. You want to be alive. You want to act in the power and the fullness of the Holy Spirit. you got to live it. You First you have to be lost. Then you have to find life. And then we live. And I'll move on. I'll move on. Okay. Many get worried when we talk about the subject of the Holy Ghost. I am here to tell you that there's nothing more real and relatable than the Holy Spirit. Amen? This is something we talk about once a year, once every couple of years is really, and it should be more. But um, we're not going through everything about the Holy Spirit systematically, but I want to make sure we're always on the same page that we don't do anything at New Song. And this is not a point of pride, not a point of, oh, good for us. It's a point of, yeah, you better we don't do anything at New Song. We don't take one step. And I wish that was true all the time. It's not because we're not perfect. But if we were perfect, we would not take even one step without hearing what the Holy Spirit has to say. My goal today, uh, this month, this season, is to demystify the Holy Spirit to some. Uh, I don't understand it. It's kind of weird. It's kind of... Uh, you know, in fact, I think I'll go to another church that doesn't believe in the Holy Spirit because I think it's weird. And it's often, it's often uh, the sake of a few people that make the Holy Spirit weird that causes God to get a bad name in that area. And I think it's on purpose by the enemy to keep people from the power of God in their lives because they think, oh, Holy Spirit, I don't, I'm not sure about that. I don't need that. Listen. It's not a option like a, uh, what is it, elective to have the Holy Spirit in your life. It's, it's an essential. Like if we were to have an essential talk about things, I would say you need Jesus and you need the Holy Spirit. 
we're done. The rest are extras. Maybe you need, maybe you could have those, but you got to have those two in your life. You'll make it to heaven without, um, actually, you don't make it to heaven without the Holy Spirit because you know what? Titus, uh, Titus 3, 5, could you put it up there? It said, it says, he saved us through the washing of rebirth and the renewal by the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit was there when you got saved. You would not have made it without the Holy Spirit. So you say, well, I, I don't believe in that part. I believe in Jesus' salvation, but I don't believe in the Holy Spirit. Anytime I put up a verse right now, just you can just leave it up because they'll, um, people need to see it more than that. And I appreciate you. I love everything that you do, Rachel. You're amazing. Okay. Put up this next one, Rachel. Uh, Romans 5.5. 5. The Holy Spirit was part of the part of God that actually drew you to Jesus. And you, uh, drew, drew you to Jesus. Don't turn off, oh, it's the Bible. When is he going to get to a story? Look at this. This is a good verse. Reagan, hear this verse. And hope does not put us to shame because God love is, God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. That's how you sensed God's love in the first place. My goal today is to, and this week and this the series is to demystify the Holy Spirit, but also for those searching and investigating a spirit-filled life, that you would just know what the Bible says about it. Then you'll see it's not as strange as you think. It's actually a necessity for you to live in. And then I also want to reignite how many have uh, been a Christian for a bit. Yeah, you've been a Christian. Well, pat yourself on the back. Good for you, all right? I want to reignite a desire to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, I was driving to uh, Mexico, and I didn't get all the way there, and so I was wondering, I put gas in my car. I'm going back to the illustration case, because, Tayton, you, you got me on the gas thing. You understand, right? So I put gas in my car, and I got halfway to Mexico, and I ran out, and I'm wondering, what, in the wrong, what is wrong with my car? And then I went back to this Bible verse, and it says uh, that I need to be continually filled you don't just get it once. Some, some of you have been a Christian a long time. That's what ha often happens uh, when you go to uh, a conference or a, or a camp. You realize, oh, I, didn't, I haven't been to the gas station for a while. Oh, well, you, you don't do your devotions or you don't listen to worship. Yeah, but sometimes you need, you need a, uh, you know, an extra uh, premium gas, right? And so you go to the gas station, you get filled again. I don't know what makes us think that one time is enough to be filled with the Holy Spirit, right? I, that's, that's the point of this whole series, well, to, re, to demystify and to remind you to continually get a drink. Have a drink. No, be careful what I'm saying. Have a drink of the Holy Spirit. Um, how many... Um, yeah, I don't like to do that because then you, you, get point, you get pointed out. Um, but just don't answer this out, out loud. But how many of you have moments um, where you say, Jesus, I know you're real. God, I know you're there. I, I question uh, how you're doing things. Like, I don't get why you would allow this to happen. Does anyone ever? Like, you can raise your hand. I do. I do. Cynthia and I have this conversation. 
I wouldn't say often, but we'll be like, when we hear about things that are going on in the church and people's lives, you're like, God, you could have fixed this a long time ago. What's going on here, right? We had a couple of kids that didn't um, get to make it to camp, and I'm like, this doesn't work. What, what, is, what is going on here? Good, um, good news, they gave us the refund, which is really great for, you, for them, so they'll get to do that another time. But um, I question what God's up to. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, drunk, if you will, um, you don't question things as much. You just kind of go with it. And I don't like the illustration of drunk uh, in this day and age. I, don't, I, I hate drunk, drunken, drunkenness. It's killed many of my family uh, from the past, so that's, that's where I come at it. And it's, and it's brought some addictions that's ruined some of the, my family members. But, um, but the Bible says, be drunk with the Holy Spirit. And so I, I bring this back up to because I say, um, you know, when the Holy Spirit is, when you're full of the Holy Spirit, you just don't question things as much. You just walk. You just live in joy. You just do your thing. And you trust God to, to deal with it. Um, that's, that's a result. And that's not something I was planning to say, but that's for, for you, someone today. It's for me. I'll, I'll take it. I get so tired of questioning God. I, I, I get so tired of trying to play God and trying to understand why certain things happen. And um, then I feel bitter at God. I'm like, God, why did you? And I don't want that. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit where I just trust him. Just trust him. Um, what, I wrestle. <laughs> I wrestle. Um. Can can we um, just sing a song? Can we do that? What what song do you guys have to do? You can. I'll just let you guys decide that. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring just a just a few thoughts at, at the with this song. But um, I sense that what we need to do just for a just for a bit is um, just just sit in God's presence. Some of you are like, we just did that. And we're not going to do a long time of worship, but just sit in his presence. This girl right here, Victoria, raise your hand so everyone sees you. She was one of our group leaders last week at camp. She had a tough job with some kids that were um, hard to the things of Jesus. Let's just say it like that. They were like, just try me. Just try. I don't even want to talk to you. I sat with them at dinner one night, and they just looked at me, and I'm not talking to you. Okay. And I'm not saying that everything was fixed in their life. But I want to tell you, if you're here today and you think that you can keep from the Holy Spirit touching you, there is nothing that can stop God from, from softening your heart. Because we watch these girls break. Watch these girls um, come to the altar and not, not because they necessarily wanted to, but then the Holy Spirit got, got a hold of them. Watch them just kind of process some things through tears, just tears, tears, tears. And this girl right here was the catalyst that the Holy Spirit used. He used you. It was awesome. And um, I told her, you're going to another level in your walk. You're, you're not looking back. And I'm, I'm saying this in the presence of your community that you live in, that you go to church in. You're not looking back to, oh, I could go back to a little. No, you can't. 
you can't even go back to it anymore, can you? And you say, oh, was, was she into a whole bunch of bad stuff? No, not really. But, you know, when you, as a college kid, and you grow, grow up a bit in church for a bit, you go into college and you start questioning everything. But when the Holy Spirit fills you, you stop questioning and you say, whatever, right? Whatever you want for me. And I, I venture to say she's called into, uh, I mean, we're all called into ministry, but some kind of ministry she's fully called into. It is very apparent how God worked through you. And you got a glimpse of it, and you will not find anything more fulfilling. So you'll always stay. So mom and dad, you're done. You're done with your, your work, okay? No, you won't have to yell anymore. I don't know if you ever yell. But. Pardon? Oh, yeah, for sure. Just beginning. Go ahead. Yeah. 
sing this with us. How wonderful. How wonderful is your love. your love is your love what's that first part how what how wonderful how wonderful the scripture Genesis 1 1 through 2 we often go over this and not realize that this is to the person in the room or the person listening watching online or whatever that would say I don't know is the Holy Spirit something that was invented by Pentecostal churches to uh, to to evoke emotionalism or to uh, to make worship more exciting and it's all through the Bible and I'm gonna I'm not gonna go through the Bible I'm just gonna start I'm just gonna do one verse it says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth how did he do that verse 2 now the earth was formless and empty darkness was over the surface of the deep and the Spirit of God I could say it like this the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters kind of one of his kind of one of his um, characteristics he hovers he hovers the spirit of God was hovering over the water he was the creative part of the Godhead turn off if you don't want to hear it confusing but the creative part of God is three parts Jesus the Father and the Spirit he's the creative part of the Godhead that kind of created the earth the Holy Spirit is mentioned all throughout the New Old Testament of course it's in the New Testament but it's all through the Old Testament too and it wasn't ever mentioned to say that you can be filled with the Holy Spirit until Jesus came on the scene you can read all about that in John he talks to his disciples every time he says I'm leaving he says but someone else is coming read, read. all through John it talks about someone else is coming but Holy Spirit was there all through the Old Testament the Holy Spirit came upon Saul you can take that verse off the screen sorry the Holy Spirit came upon Saul the Holy Spirit left Saul if you know that story the Holy Spirit came upon David he killed Goliath it wasn't just in his own power it was with the Holy Spirit's power David even says because he understood the spirit when he sinned take not your Holy Spirit from me how could he ask God to take don't take the Holy Spirit away from me if he didn't have it in the first place take not your Holy Spirit from me the Spirit gave Joseph power to rule power to interpret dreams um, the Spirit gave Gideon power to win you know that story where Gideon uh, fought a battle that was way over his head the Holy Spirit was there the Spirit helped to conceive Jesus do you know that Mary never got pregnant the way everybody else gets pregnant it says that the Holy Spirit came upon her and made her pregnant I just uh, want to remind you that 
The Holy Spirit has been there since the beginning, and the Holy Spirit's got plans for you. Come on up, sister. Is it too late to have you share? Come on up. She has a bit of a, uh, is it a testimony about what happened at camp? Sometimes, because I'm, I've, I've been diagnosed by my wife as ADHD, although I am not, I enjoy these kind of days where I don't stay on my notes the whole time because I bore my own self, and that shouldn't be the case. But I, I, I love to be more organic and let the Holy Spirit speak in different ways. Sometimes he speaks through notes, and sometimes he speaks um, in spite of notes, right? What do, what do you want to share? Good morning, church. I'm not used to being up here, so bear with me. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say, the week that camp started, I was terrified. I didn't think that I was the right person to be going to camp with these kids. Um, I was like, no. I still question myself. I sometimes am too scared to even come up here and worship. I'm not the person these kids need. Um, and it was hard with the girls that I was in charge of, for sure. But that first night that we went into the chapel and we were worshiping, the Holy Spirit was working that whole week. But that first night, those girls came up with me to worship. We were at the front of the stage. I didn't tell them, okay, come on, let's go. I just walked up and they followed. I didn't tell them to sing. They sang on their own. They were clapping. Some of the boys in our group that I teach every Sunday now and then that I've seen with at youth group, their walls fell. I've, like, one of the boys never even gotten to hear him speak. He never talks. This boy was jumping and singing and didn't have a worry about what anyone else thought. He came out of his shell. All of these kids came out of their shells that week. And the Holy Spirit was just working that whole week. These girls opened up to me in ways that I was not prepared for. <laughs> Every time we walked into chapel, I was just like, Lord, I am your vessel. Use me at least to plant a seed. Even if after we leave this week, these girls decide, nope, that was all dumb. I'm not about it. As long as that seed is planted, and I'm I'm just so blessed I was able to do that, to plant that seed, to see the change in these girls. Their walls completely fell. Their hearts were opened and softened. I saw them laugh. I've never seen these girls laugh or even smile. Their smiles are so infectious. The biggest thing I just have to say is, although camp happened, that battle is not done. And I just ask that you continue to pray for every kid who went to camp, every kid who's going to camp, because the enemy won't quit. The enemy wants to fight. And like I told those girls that night that they were saved and they were ready to take those steps, this battle isn't easy. This journey is not easy, but you don't have to do it alone. I let them know I'm not letting them go. They came here for a reason, and I am not letting them go. I will bother them to the end just so they know that they don't have to do it alone. So I just ask that you guys, everyone, just continue to pray for our kids because they are going through battles you cannot imagine when they leave church. When they left camp, those battles are right there knocking. The enemy is ready to bring them back, but we just have to be ready to fight and to pray and to not let them go. And I ask you, reach out to those kids, the ones that don't look, the ones that look like they don't want to be here. They've put up a wall because they don't, they don't want someone to come in. But just push through that. Push through the eye rolling, the crying.
crossed arms, the dressing that's where you're like, oh my goodness, what are you wearing? Push through that. They do that intentionally. And I can speak from my own experience because I used to do that. Where I was like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to hear what God has to say for me. Just push through that and really just fight for our kids because they need it. They need someone they can rely on when they don't have someone like that at home or at school. Thank you. <laughs> wow, that was good. That was good. Often we don't have language to say what the what God does in our lives and she explained some things but before I explained those you said um, she was that girl often she wasn't so bad but there was times she do not talk to me if you have people in your family like this no one's gonna reach them they're not probably not gonna make it to church even you need to push through you need to push through I do it I do it often with uh, my own kids uh, especially Reagan no um, but I have I have my moments with my son Riley and you guys I'm very transparent about that and and he's he's doing good I know that God's got a plan in his life but um, the seeds have been the ge seeds get planted and then sometimes we got to water and we got to do our part and so don't be afraid to push through push in a little bit that's a good word and then also at the same time there's times you can't do the heavy lifting. Let me explain that to you, right? You let allow the Holy Spirit to do his thing. They got it planted. My sister Victoria was plant, planted at church many, many years ago. They came to a Halloween outreach or something, right? And God did his seed in her and used many of you to plant. And then there's certain things I bet you Tim or Nancy said, man, I cannot do this on my own. And you even probably stop praying at points. But the Holy Spirit does the heavy lifting. He's like the tractor that comes in and does the work. And that's, that's what happened uh, with you. And now, and now here you are. You're coming into fruition. And, um, and some of these kids, as you were saying at camp, this is in life too, that you see people come out of their shell or you see people smile or you see people laugh that didn't do that before. The way I explain it from the Bible is it's called sanctification. It's called the Holy Spirit igniting. Some, your spirit was there all along, but sometimes it's dead until someone revives it. The Holy Spirit was revived in them, and they start to come into who they are as a person. If you've been impacted by this message, join those who so generously give so we can reach more people with the story of Jesus. Visit newsongcs.com slash give or text the word easy to 94000.